This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The Wednesday week. It's blue, it's white, it's effing dynamite. Hello and welcome back to the Wednesday week. We've been away for a few weeks, we've been getting our tans topped up. Well, Eddie, I was probably on a skiing holiday. It's normally the apres ski and the uh, and the sunbathing it does up there. Is that right, Ed? <laughs> it's, it's great to be back. Um, I, I, don't know, <laughs> I, I don't know much about holidays, um, that much is, is clear, but... I don't think I've ever done a skiing holiday in the summer. So I literally just 48 hours ago got back from the south of France. Because as always, that's how I roll. Bringing that middle class uh, hype to the Wednesday week as always. <laughs> well, welcome back, Eddie. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on. Um, how was your summer? Anything happened apart from, you know, coughing wine and cheese and whatnot? You know what? It, for, for once, it was a really good break away from all things sport. It got to the point where I even deleted my Owls Talk tab from the top of my browser. And that I don't think that's, that's happened in a good few years. But you know what it's done? It has really, really invigorated me. I am ready for a, a glorious uh, autumn of sport going through into next season. Um, it's going to be absolutely brilliant. And you know what, Fudgy? Yeah. This is our 10th season doing this shit. Can is you this imagine? our 10th season? Can you imagine? Wow. We, got, we got a call from um, the wonderful former Lord Hillsborough um, in the 20... <laughs> is that what he's not a lord anymore? Is that, is I, that what it is? is I've, I've, heard that, I've heard that he's been outed in several tabloid stings and his, his lordship <laughs> is in question. Um, so yeah, it was t- the 2010 season where we were, we were still, uh, still languishing in League One. We were talking about two-seater Bentleys and uh, Alan Irving's tactics and how far we've come. We've, we birthed something horrendous and it's somehow turned into something that is now mediocre and and you know we both have to take a lot of credit for that mate (laughs) well uh, as part of our 10-year decade anniversary um we've heard it before at the back end of last season um up in the is it the Hebrides you're in Dave I I don't know whereabouts it is you're uh, you're actually based but I uh, 
There's definitely a Scottish twang in there. And I've been trying to learn Scottish recently, and I've realised it's a mixture of English, um, alcohol and heroin. I'm pretty sure that's how it works, isn't it? Um, you forgot deep fried Mars bars, but other than that, mate, absolutely <laughs> spot on. How's your summer been, brother? Is it? Did it get any warmer up there? Or yeah, I mean, all well. I mean, I'm not quite cured of the charmers that uh, sausage arms over there is, but um, <laughs> it's been quite nice. The, the rain's been slightly warmer, and um, yeah, that's been probably about it. It's when the weather gets nice here, you get horrible little insects flying absolutely everywhere, uh, and then the weather goes away and they go away, and that's about the Scottish summer for you. So don't come to Scotland as we go to the south of France. <laughs> well, that sounds absolutely delightful. Now, uh, we've got a presenter on here that we've uh, we've tried to get on the show in the past, but I, I don't think you've ever made it on, have you, Laura? Um, so uh, I, I hope that this is the first time we can do this interruption. In- interruption? Introduction. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show uh, the artist formerly known as Laura Jones. Hello. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? How are you? How yeah. was how was getting married and whatnot and all all that? It was pretty damn good. Enjoyed it very much. I'm still enjoying it. I think I'm still in the honeymoon period. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, you're only a few years off sitting around in your pants, ignoring each other's existence. I'm pretty sure. Still I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, you know, Eddie tells me all sorts of things off air, but I know Laura listens to this show, so uh, you know what? To, so. to be to be honest, three points first game of the season. We're all on a honeymoon period, aren't we? <laughs> And we've got a, a huge compliment of Weakers tonight. Once again, you heard him on the back end of the season last year, uh, bringing the uh, the youth aspect of it, uh, the the youth as uh, as uh, big as up the youth. <laughs> Mr. Ben Woodcock, how are you, brother? You all right? I'm all right. Yeah, good. Thanks. Thanks. All right. <laughs> all right. Nice. Short and sweet. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. So, in order to welcome you to the show, uh, Laura, Ben, this is uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you one question each. Uh, it's just true or false, yeah. So, Laura, I'll come to you first. Um, true or false? Sam Hutchinson was so pretty, Gillette didn't want him on fear of all upsetting all the other men. Is that true or false? Oh, it's obviously true. It is true. Well done. That's a point to you. And uh, bit, ping. I needed a ping noise there. And uh, and Ben. Uh, Liam Palmer's face is so old, he was once mistaken for an old man and got on the bus from halfway to Meadowall for half price. Is that true or false? False. Nah, that one's don't true. That old. <laughs> no chance. Of course I'm being facetious. But um, <laughs> we have got a serious amount to get through because we've been off air for, what, I think it's been about three months now. So uh, we, I, I don't know if anything's happened. I'm sure we'll scratch the surface of it. So... Um, Recently, I was uh, I was asked to go on to BBC Sheffield and um, and Talksport. Now, I don't know if anybody heard Talksport. I uh, mixed up my Chelsea players uh, and Claret and Blue teams and uh, and talked about when the when Zola and Steve Clark were in charge of West Ham. When I actually said that they were in charge of Villa, so I'm in a right fool of myself there. So that was basically Radio. like a shit David Cameron. Yeah, yeah, as if there yeah, was yeah, any yeah. other kind. <laughs> I did hear that. I will yeah. listen to Talksport. Yeah, it was poor, wasn't it? But I, I, you know, I felt I came across really well. But you know, it could have gone. It could have gone south really quickly on that one. But uh, Laura, I'm going to come to you first because we've got to cover it. We've not spoken about <laughs> it, and I know it seems an absolute eternity away now. But um, tell me your perception of the whole Steve Bruce, uh, Dave Fonchance, with Mike Ashley saga. 
Do you know what? When it when it first sort of got announced that uh, they were sniffing around him, and he said that he wanted to go and talk to it, I thought, do you know what? It's his boyhood team, as he kept saying, and I was sort of all right with it. Um, I think it were after the Lincoln match where he did that interview where he were talking about out of respect for Newcastle United, he had to go and talk to them. It then sort of snowballed from there, didn't it, about how how there was little respect for us. There was, in fact, no respect for us at all. He's barely even mentioned us since he's gone. Um, And then when he doubled down and he said that his conscience were clear about leaving, I think basically you just go, well, bugger him. That's it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Uh, pretty sure most Sheffield Wednesday fans uh, shared that. What about uh, What about you, Dave? Did you have uh, Did you have anything to uh, anything to say on that? You know, being the Northern correspondent and whatnot. Uh, I'd rather not bugger him if that's all the same. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I mean, I mean, really, like you know, it was it, yeah. it was one of those things where if, were we punching above our weight having Steve Bruce? I mean, you know. A pretty sh- for the the irony of the Newcastle fans not wanting him and us to start with wanting to keep him, that was quite difficult, no? I uh, see. To coin the sort of standard textbook parent phrase at the time, um, I wasn't angry. I was just disappointed in him. Um, oh. It's gone now completely. Um, I'm I'm the same as Laura in terms of wanting just the whole thing to kind of shut over. And I think the biggest problem we've got when the interest came in, you start to romanticise what Bruce did and yeah, he, he, stid, he steadied the ship and he gave us everything we were looking for in concept but it was compared to Jos Lukai who came before him and I think perhaps we've got a little bit hung up on that I don't remember exact statistics but I'm sure I've heard something saying that Bullen's cumulative caretaker charge um, win rate is better than what Bruce achieved whilst he was here so I think we've got to a stage where we wanted Bruce to be this big thing and um, it looked like it was going to be. He was obviously completely disinterested and dumped us at the first available opportunity um, and we've made some money out of it. So, bollocks to him. <laughs> I, was hoping, I was hoping that there was going to be some more more vigour in that. Ben, before I go to Eddie, because I know he's going to have a 10-minute diatribe on it. Ben, come on. Hit me up with some of that youthful exuberance. Something that's going to absolutely tear the world apart. Give it, you know... <laughs> something that's going to get everybody angry. Well, I felt the same as Laura that it were it were when after the Lincoln interview that you sort of felt that wasn't the Sheffield Wednesday manager speaking, and it was when he said that out of respect to Newcastle, I wanted to go and speak to him now. Surely, out of some respect to us, who you know, as we all know, give him a month off before he'd even come um, just to get himself together you'd have felt you know hopefully show a bit of respect to us but there's no loyalty in football so yeah after Lincoln interview I were hoping he were going and then my heart even sunk when Newcastle were thinking about um, the French bloke I can't remember his name but by that point, I yeah. just want the you just want the Steve Bruce gone really, and someone else to take over. Like we said, where because Steve Bruce wasn't interested, quite clearly. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, there was uh, it was the Leon, wasn't it? Uh, the Leal, or it was a French manager, wasn't Leon, it? it? Was yeah, mentioned yeah, on yeah, the yeah. Uh, on the day that Bruce quits. Now, Eddie, come on, come on. Uh, there's a lot of water, obviously, under the bridge. Uh, you know, Laura, Ben, and Dave have managed to get get it off the chest. Now, just to keep you up, because I know you've been in France for like the last four months. Uh, we Steve Bruce is gone. We've not got a manager. <laughs> uh, just going to catch you. Up. How do you feel about that, mate? Well, I I tried to mess the whole thing up by applying for the Leon manager's job while I was out there, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work. My uh, my championship manager resume was not enough. Um, look, remember when um, Gary Megson was sacked? Um, yep. It th- we all felt that, didn't we? And some people argued that he'd taken the team as far as he could, and that the passion that he had for Wednesday. Um, uh, it, that wasn't enough to get us over the line, and uh, you know we, we were falling back behind uh, Charlton and the Blades. Um, and some people said it was a betrayal. It was worse than Derek Dooley. It was Wednesday through and through, and his his passion for this club was the thing that was gonna uh, you know rejuvenate us, and we'd get there in the end, and blah blah blah. And obviously, Milamander it was proved right in signing Dave Jones, but in signing Dave Jones, he did the exact same thing that we did by appointing Steve Bruce. We appointed a professional football manager for whom this is a job. Nothing more, nothing less. It's not a calling. You know, Gary Megson, it was a calling. That is the job that he had grown up dreaming to do, especially after he played for us. Same with Howard Wilkinson. It was something that was in his blood. We can get good coaches and we can get good managers, but if we're getting them from that, you know, as the whoopsie section of the manager's merry-go-round, they might do a job for us. That's great, but you can't expect them to, to you know, to to be cut and bleed blue and white. You know, you get that from a relationship with the club that lasts more than a few months. You get that by becoming a Jose Semedo or let's say a Lee Bullen, and that's that's why I. I I couldn't get angry at Steve Bruce leaving because I never took him to our heart. All he was was a safe pair of hands. And he might have got us up this season if he'd not had his head turned. He's a decent coach, and that's what we were signing him to be. But what we weren't signing him to be was to be the face of this club and to um, to love uh, to love Wednesday as much as the fans love Wednesday, or as and you know come at me if you want as much as Dave Chancery clearly loves Wednesday. So it, it did. So it didn't upset me. It was, it was annoying because of the timing, and it was annoying because uh, it looked like we had the building blocks in place to carry on moving forward. But you know, as um, was it Dave said it that Lee Bullen has had a better overall record, albeit over a pretty short resume of nine games. He's a guy who bleeds blue and white. If that's what we're after, so let's look at what we want for the future. Is a, are we going to get a, a manager or a full-time, long-term coach who is tactically, man management, dealing with the press, dealing with the, the chairman, all of that, better than Lee Bullen? Or are we going to go, you know what, we're going to stick with what we've got now because those players are playing for Lee Bullen. They might be doing it for reasons that are more than just they love him. They're doing it because they trust him to give them the best opportunity to shine as professionals. And... I'm starting to think that maybe we need to ride that wave until it becomes clear that that is no longer the case. Because look what happened with with Yoss. There was no way that those players were playing for him. And the most important thing in football is, are players willing to lay down their lives in order to get three points? 
And that's what we saw on Saturday. That is what we saw under Gary Megson. That is what we saw um, in that glory period under Carlos Cavallo. So, uh, yeah, let's, you know, I, oh. I have ranted a little bit and you called it absolutely perfectly. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> the, St- the Steve Bruce saga, it, it, it ended with a whimper because any true Wednesday fan doesn't really care that Steve Bruce decided to go to Newcastle. What we care about is getting results. And what we've got now, is it any worse than what we would have had if we'd had Steve Bruce? Not right now, no. I guess not. I guess not. Top of the league for a day. What are we going to add there, Laura? Well, I was just going to say that uh, it, it, I wasn't that bothered about him leaving. Ooh. It was all down to the fact that he, about the respect thing. Is that yeah. we seem to have thrown so much at Bruce. We'd given him the money. We'd we'd given it. Uh, Chancery had finally sort of given a manager some leeway to create the team in his own image. He'd brought in his backroom staff. He'd. We were on the way to creating something, and I think that that's what annoyed us. It's annoyed me. Is that he was given time, respect, and. He's thrown that massively in our face, and that's what pissed me off the most. Um, yes. yes, this is what I, I was am... after. <laughs> Spicy. But now I'm sort of over it. I'm, kind of, I'm glad that Chancery's gone after Newcastle and after Ashley and said, look, you've pissed us about. Mm. Yeah, agree. Rec- recompenses for what you've done. It's not just the taking of Bruce. It's the taking oh. of the backroom staff as well. All right. You've left okay. us a week and a half before the season with nothing. Well no. done. No, it's not coming round for one of your barbecues then, Laura, no? Nah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Eddie, Eddie touched upon this uh, just now. Now, Dave, you know, being up in, uh, up in the homeland of where he's from, uh, Lee Bullen. Uh, divisive figure, especially on social media, in terms of uh, somebody who's going to take us forward. Do we give him a job? Do we give him a crack of the whip? Now, I remember being a um, a, a much maligned figure towards it. It got really poisonous towards the end of his tenure. Now, I'd hate that for Lee Bullen. Um, and then there was also that period just after Carlos had been sacked where we didn't do too great, did we? I mean, what, what's your thoughts on it? I know what you're saying. It's, it's it's probably the biggest issue. I know some people have got a complete aversion to the thought of Bullen being Wednesday manager. It seems to be almost universally agreed from what I've seen that folk want him involved in the setup. Um, I think we've got this problem where we're going to risk losing him either way. I think one option is he gets the he gets the job, and. You know, it either goes well and he goes on, you know, potentially has the options for other jobs or it doesn't go well and he gets sacked and he leaves. If we don't give him the job, then he's, he's kind of thrown his hat into the ring fully and truly behind I'm ready to be a first team coach. So if it doesn't go that way from at Wednesday, he's sort of backed himself into a corner where he has to look to go elsewhere, maybe elsewhere in the league, more likely either back up here or a lower league in England and go for that first team job. So. It's probably, from my, my point of view, and I sort of agree with what Eddie's saying, it, to have something like somebody that's invested in the club, he, he's probably developed and grown and got better as 
a coach and potentially as a first team coach from his experiences so you could maybe forgive that first caretaker spell when it didn't go perfectly but the momentum's there um he's, he bleeds blue and white for the time at the club he's developing as a coach he's got that sort of motivating factor and maybe a bit of that carlos momentum from that great season um he's got that uk knowledge that carlos and luke definitely didn't have so for me he gets he gets the job he gets the job and he gets a crack at it um and 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 that's it and with the other options that are out there at the moment, nothing else really grabs me. So I think you give him a go, you ride the crest of the wave that we're on, and you hope that it goes the right way. And if it doesn't, it was worth trying it, I think. Absolutely. I I, I agree with you. Now, Ben, I'm going to come to you on this one, because as I say, I'm I'm posting you up there as the uh, as the young guy on the uh, on, on the show, especially this week. You're, 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 the, you're the one, the voice of the youth, as it were. Now, yeah. what's... What are your memories of Lee Bullen? Did you, did, you know, do you remember him playing? I, I, you know, I don't exactly know how old you are, and I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to get you announced <laughs> if you don't want to. Don't it? But I, it's just like, no. what's, you know, because uh, there's there's an era of players that people go on about to me. Like, um, I think Eddie's just a couple of years older than me. I think he remembers Terry Curran. I just remember the guy that looks, you know, looks like a geezer from Phoenix Night selling them a, a bouncy castle with a cock and bollocks on it. Do you know what I mean? So, um, what's your, what's your, what's your perception of Lee Bullen? Well, I had a half-season ticket for his last season. Um, I, I obviously remember his last game against Norwich, so that's sort of my memories of him as a player. So I don't, never really got to see him regular as a player. Um, well, but, that's 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 what it is that interests me because you you know, you've hardly seen him as a player, and we remember this no-nonsense big, my favourite term, shit kicker. So you know what I mean? What's He's become this company, this club stalwart. That yeah, I sort of saw him for a season. So my my view is he's done his. I, I think he deserves a crack. He's done his time as a, a, a manager, academy coach, at academy level, um, and then he, from Carlos's. Uh, time has been part of backroom staff and assistant manager and always been around it. I think it's about time that, that he gets a crack at it. Um, as Dave mentioned, other candidates for the job, especially now Chris Hilton, doesn't, he doesn't seem interested, then you're going to be turning to, to a Gary Monk, uh, a Tony Pulis, um you know, someone who was a, a, a pure a party, someone who was just looking for a, a last payday before the retire. Not so much with Gary Monk, but other managers that are being passed around clubs and stuff like that. And yeah, what I, I don't, what's you're getting it, you're getting a shit with? Steve Bruce, aren't you? That's all we're getting yeah. with these names. Yeah. We're getting a shit Steve Bruce, or at the very, very oh, best, oh, a, 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 another Steve Bruce. Oh, yeah. <laughs> someone in that mould so I just think what's worse could happen with Lee Bullen Josh Luck had a good crack at getting this team and a team with worse players in it i.e. Boyd Jones Butterfield relegated he had a good crack at it and he couldn't do it so I don't I, I don't I don't see I, I, it, it couldn't be worse than that under Bullen with his squad it couldn't be worse that could happen is mid-table finish 
that's the worst that the worst that can happen. Best that can happen is everything clicks, and we make top half, make top six, and then anything can happen. So that's my view. All right, fair fair enough, fair enough. So the uh, the Eddie, the youngins are up for it. So uh, I don't know where you sit, Eddie, because I think I'm on the cusp of the age group that every time the Wednesday job comes up, it goes, get bloody <laughs> Gary Megson in. I, I can't. I think I'm just <laughs> below that threshold, the Gary Megson threshold. Uh, I, I think, don't know where you are on it. I, I reckon we're almost at the age group. You know what? One of the, the formative experiences of any anyone's life is when uh, the first time you go to Hillsborough or whatever team you support, you go there and a player comes on who is younger than you. And I remember it, for me, it was Richie Humphreys. I'll date myself there. Richie Humphreys yeah, yeah. was the first player to play for Wednesday who was younger than me, right? And I then... I got to that point yet. Not, not even yet. close. <laughs> not... I'm, getting, I'm, I'm getting close. I'm getting close, but not yet. I, I, but I, I mean, I already hate you, Ben. So uh, we'll just go from there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then the next milestone is, of course, um, is there a player on the pitch who is still younger than you? And, and Glenn Leuvens was the last one that we had as soon as Glenn Leuven's, um, wow. let, you know, he was older than me. So he's the last player who's ever older than me. Um, and now I'm just waiting to be older than the manager of Sheffield Wednesday. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, it's a, it's a frightening thought. And as much as I honestly fancy my chances of taking the players up the cop um, in the way that, that uh, Mego used to do, I think we have to do something that's going to inspire players and if you're not going to do it with a track record of having won this and done that and seen this and done it um you've got to do it for, for you know from the uh, just natural leadership of bringing players along with you and it sounds and it feels like bully has got that you know all these senior players respect the hell out of him um tactically he knows what he's doing he ain't perfect he's not a finished article but I think we're gonna, we've got to ride the wave of this team having this last hurrah, you know, these senior players, the Westwoods and the Lees um, and uh, uh, all the way through the squad, Fletcher, we've got these players, Bannon, who have done plenty in their, in their careers but have never really done the big one. And I think that if they believe in Lee Bullen, we have to go with that because it's the last chance we're going to get before they all slope off either into retirement or to, to other clubs and we're starting again almost from scratch. Well, there you are. There you are, DC. Uh, the young kids have spoken, and the, uh, the you know Eddie who's on the cusp of the Mexican Brigade. Uh, you know, I think it's just a year for you, mate. I literally, if you, if you were one year older, you'd be on Twitter going, "Get bloody Gary Megson, he'll get them sorted out," like, like everybody's granddad seems to do. Or look, look, I, look I know that I, 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 the police, South Yorkshire police, don't listen to this podcast, but I am someone who has, I have my finger on the nub of youth. Never let that be forgotten. <laughs> Name your sex tape. All right, Laura, I'm going to... Oh, God. Uh, we'll cut that. <laughs> Laura, I'm going to cut you. I'm going to put you on the spot now, actually. Um, the... Oh, do you know what? I'm, I'm going to stick to the script. I'm going gonna, I'm, yeah, I'm to stick to the script. I was, I was going to put you on the spot, but I'll, I'll come back to that. Come I'm on, you can if you want. <laughs> no, we're all right. We're all right. I was going to talk about the... Um, the uh, Forestieri situation. I was going to I was gonna bring yeah. that up. Um, uh, but, I, I, you know... It's a lot to talk about, and um, I don't know how much you can edit the language or <laughs> and all the rest of it. What do you reckon? Do you, can you give me a brief synopsis of uh, Fernando Forestieri's summer? <laughs> yeah, go uh, with that. Well, yeah, he's been banned for a further six matches. Yeah. For 
was it racial abuse was the technical yes. term? Yes, yes. That um, was on but, top of the three-match ban that he got for violent conduct last <laughs> season. Yeah, it's, it's still one of our faves, isn't it? I'll tell you what, Laura, I'm going to pick it up because I'm, you know, I'm renowned on this show for saying <laughs> controversial things. So I'm, I'm, I'll pick it up for you. We're, fi- <laughs> we're fixing that in the edit. Control. I'm going to cut, I'm yeah, cutting yeah. all of that out. Do you remember last season when it actually <laughs> happened and James threw to me to say, uh, right, so Eddie, what's, yeah, yeah. Your, what's your view on the legal situation? I was like, fucking hell, I'm, I am not putting yeah. that out there. Give it your best go. Yeah. I ended up I ended up going to prison for six months. <laughs> I tell you what, I, I tell you what, you, you stopped so me off saying that. You're not in your friends. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't really in front. I was I was in Belmarsh. <laughs> All right, ah. we'll put a pin in that. We'll put, <laughs> we'll put a pin in that. All right, Dave, rescue me out. Rescue me out, Dave. Tell me about these new signings. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, new signings. Where we starting? Aris. Well, let's start, let's start with Kadeem Harris, because uh, having gone to the Reading game, uh, I only saw the first half. I'll, t- I'll tell you why later. But um, he looked outstanding. He was he, he was the, I think somebody called him, uh, not a poor man's JJ, but whatever the other side of it is, being a better a better JJ. Or it was. We've, been, we've been crying out for a player like that for years, no? Oh, he's perfect. See, for what we've been looking for, the worst of this is, is since we've signed him and he's started to look as good as we've all, we're all going to hope he's going to be, um, the, the language coming from the club, I think it was Bolly did an interview and it was a suggestion that we've been crying out for this thing for ages, but ask any single Wednesday fan that's been to any game for a number of years, this can't have been that complicated to find. That said, to get the right person at the right age for the right price, I nothing, is, is spot on and it does what exactly what we need. He gets the ball out wide and he runs and he's not looking to do to cut back he doesn't look like he's necessarily looking to do anything other than to try and beat his man and try and make inroads towards a goal the only thing we need to see and hopefully he's got it is and i didn't see enough of the game to be able to tell if he's got the delivery as well so when he's going to go down past the wing past his man is he always going to make a beeline for the goal for himself or can he actually put a ball in just to mix it up if he's got that and he stays fit it can only be a good thing. We can only make profit or make, get value out of him whilst he's in the team and then make a profit out of him in the future. So more of those things, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I agree entirely. I think uh, given the early indications of Adam, I think he's, uh, he's going to be great. Now, Laura, I'm going to come to you on this one. The um, the new centre-back we've got, German... Uh, is, Eddie, is he... I can't remember another German player that's played for Sheffield Wednesday. Can you remember one? I, uh, no, I think we... Um, we just love the World War Two so much. We never signed anybody. I don't think, honestly, don't think oh, we brilliant. did. No, never. We never <laughs> had a German. We had Dutch. We had we had Reggie Blinker. Is that the closest one? Yeah, <laughs> I tell you what, actually. Yeah, going back to uh, going back to what uh, what Dave was saying about um, about Kiddy Maris, the geezer next to me went, he's bloody brilliant, isn't he? And I went. I was there for Reggie Blinker's debut, and I thought he was bloody brilliant that day, and then yeah. he did nothing. <laughs> like, it, we call it the Andy Sinton effect, uh, people of a certain age. But the, um, it sold a lot of weight. Yeah, it did, didn't it? Oh, did commercial, it? Commercially, Reggie Blinker was a massive success. I, I can't believe yeah. we didn't make money out of Orlando Trustful, to be honest. I mean, that name in itself, <laughs> is the, that's the greatest single thing that Sheffield Wednesday's has ever done. But, yeah, I digress. <laughs> it's not like us to hop back to the 90s, is it? So, Never. the, the, the centre-back. Now... 
the the best thing about this centre back isn't the classy play, Laura. It's um, it's got to be the fact that how would a Yorkshire person explain that he's got an erection without using the word erection? <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, what's Where his surname? Uh, uh, Borna. Borna, you've got the right accent for it. You see, do you know what I mean? It's a Borna. It's a Julian Borna. I, I, I thought you were going to lead me into that. <laughs> but what have, what have, what have you seen? I'm not going to do that. <laughs> my, my entire raison d'etre for this season is to get you to Borna over and over again. It's just knob um, knob gags, basically. Knob gags. It, it's all it is. It, it's all I'm here for. I don't know why they're giving it home tonight. But uh, it, it's Eddie on next week. <laughs> he can, he's going to pass that month on. But uh, but yeah, tell me tell me about this centre back because I, I I genuinely liked him. He, he seems like a really good buy. Um, I think the fact that Norwich tried to buy him a few seasons ago and their scouting systems proved that they can unearth some really good players for not a substantial amount of money. Um, and the only reason he didn't come was because his wife had just had their first child. Uh, and he'd said that he wanted to play in England. So where his opportunity mm. to come and fulfil that ambition... Um, we need him. We we need a centre back. Uh, he's uh, he's left sided. Is that right? He's a left sided. Yeah, well, it was at Reading. Yeah. 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 So, um, so if Hector doesn't come back, we've got we've we've got him. Um, plus, uh, we've we've not got Pudel anymore, have we? So, no. That left side needed cover. Um. I think he's going to be a good signing. I just really hope that he's not going to be like um, used Van Aken and just disappear <laughs> into obscurity. Uh, I, I, think, uh, I think that's called the Daryl Ackman effect, uh, if I remember rightly. <laughs> well, if there's one thing that Daryl Ackman didn't do was fade anything into obscurity. Everything was front and centre. <laughs> no. It, it was a beautiful thing. Instagram proved that. <laughs> exactly. That's the... <laughs> Do you, well, do, does anyone worry Bonner. about about Bonner's um, lack of pace? Because obviously Tom Lee's, you know, leader of men, um, charismatic individual. Uh, he, the, the one thing he doesn't really have is pace. And what we've really got now with him and Bonner in the centre of defence is two absolute shit kicking beasts, haven't we? But we yes. don't have that. Yeah, I know she's great, which is fantastic. <laughs> I, I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've just, if Man you can do it with Phil Jones and Harry Maguire, then why can't we? Well, let, 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 let's let's wait and see whether that works. If I'm honest, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it it worries me a little bit because we've always, for, for as long as I can remember, we've always rolled with kind of we we one thunder bastard and one kind of classy sweeper. Um, you know, going almost going back to the Des Walker template. So. I, I don't know. Do, do, from what you saw against Reading, is, do you think that's going to be a concern or do you think we can deal with that lack of pace right through the middle? I, I think we'll be fine. I mean, we did all right with Lees and Leuvens, which I'd be hoped spawned as quicker than Leuvens. Yeah, fair so. play. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, I, I thought at Reading, he did look good. He looked, com he looked comfortable on the ball, looks composed. He did against Espanyol as well. So I'm fairly happy with him. Myself. Ben, when you when we were at Reading, did you? I, I don't. It was like the first ten minutes, and I think uh, it, there was that handball shout on the line. Uh, yeah, 
when it was nil nil. Was it? Yeah. I, I can't see from the replays. I can't remember who it was. Was it um, mighty? Wasn't it? That did he? Was it Borna that he sent for a bag of chips before yeah. he uh, before he tried to slot it in? I remember. Thinking, uh, <laughs> he, did, he, he did Palmer, didn't he? Uh, yeah. He took it. He, oh, he did Palmer. He did Palmer completely. Well. He did Palmer completely. Yeah. Took it inside, and then Bournemouth just like literally just went full ninety degrees to the sideline and and just <laughs> lost it completely. Um, and yeah, and and, and Tom Lee's uh, headed it off the line, didn't he? And that's the story we're sticking yeah. to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's it. I, t- I tell you what, actually, before we go into Abadujo, Odebacho, I don't know. I don't know what sort of flair I'm going to put on it. Let's pick up this Reading game then, Ben. So uh, the first half I was there for, um, and uh, I got thrown out at half time because, uh, uh, and somebody said this to me on Twitter, actually, because I'm a serial vapist. So I. Uh, I took a big lungful of, uh, of of my uh, of my vape, right, and I and I was about five yards shy of the door that they ironically opened to let people out to go for a smoke. So as I've absolutely just took a big old lungful, this bloke's not gone. Wait till you get outside, you know, or something like that. You know what I mean? He went, you can't do that in it, and he grabbed my arm. Like it, but it, it kind of made me drop me vape, and and I went, take your hand off me, and then I turned the air blue. And then I literally turned it blue while I'm screaming at him. This lungful of steam is just tearing into this geezer's face. And um, so, yeah, so uh, turns out they're not a fan of that down at Reading and they won't let me back in. So that's nice, isn't it? <laughs> I'd have been annoyed if I'd have gone, if I'd have gone all the way up, up Sunderland or something like that. But the, the first half I saw, Harris was outstanding. Uh, I mean, the left-hand side, I, I it didn't seem to do it for me. What, what about you? Um. I, I thought I th- I'm quite happy with Palmer there. I think he's played as good as as good at left back as he has at right back. Um, the only, yeah. my cons- my concern from two games I've seen of him is Odebajo at the moment. I'm just not. There's nothing there at the moment. I, I'm not convinced by Odebajo. No, um, against Espanyol, he cost us uh, the second goal there uh, to make it two two and. Just like for Westwood sending off, it's being it's other. I know Westwood shouldn't have come out, but other Badger has been caught by a seventy-yard ball, which, as a professional, it, that just shouldn't happen. Um, no, you're right. So let, let's see. He's it's other Badger or someone I've I've always rated him wherever he's, wherever he's been since he was at Leighton Orient and stuff. So hopefully he'll. It'll come, come good, but it's just first couple of games I've not been convinced. Well, I'll tell you what. I, oh, I, I've just realised the time. Um, Eddie, if you needed some kind of lovely salad uh, on a match day and you're around Catch Bar Lane, where would it you go? I t- tell you what I, would, I wouldn't do would be to go into the ground immediately. What I'd like to do is yeah. hang around at the Riverside Cafe on Catch Bar Lane, which not only sells salads, it sells paninis, it sells, um, you know, like working class food as well, like chips, um, and also unbelievable beer. Um, many different types, uh, served to perfection uh, within sight of our famous Hillsborough ground. So I would go there, and also um, I would also ask them to continue to sponsor us, because we really, really enjoy the £8.50 a year. 
<laughs> okay, thanks. Thanks, Ed. Well done. Uh, so, Ben, I'm going to come back to you. So, the first half, uh, yeah. Kadeem Harris took his goal really well. Um, yeah. And then there was the um, the equaliser was the second half, wasn't it? Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. Second yeah. Half. So, so yeah, I saw I saw one goal, got ejected, and then missed three more goals and the sending off. So, can you tell me what happened in the second half? Um. First sort of 15, 20 minutes of the second half, we sort of got a bit too comfortable, started dropping off, sitting deeper um, and ready to put more, pre- more pressure onto us as, as they would. Uh, and when they scored, you thought, here, here we go again, opening game at season, away from home, probably it's going to end up a 2-1 loss, a 3-1 loss. Um, but then to get one back so quickly after uh, them during level, it's just sort of sunk them. So as soon as we got the second one, we, we they didn't really pose any threat after that, uh, except for when Westwood gets the ball in his hands, takes it not just at left side of his box, but outside at left side of the box boots it long, it comes straight back on us to the right side of his box and he decides to go for a 100 metre sprint to try and get across when he just left it for Odebajo to hook it out. So, yeah, uh, that put unneeded pressure on Cammy Dawson really to have to come on with 15 <laughs> minutes left um, when, as a goalkeeper, he's not expecting to come on. Um, yeah. And then just finished it off. Zhao put game to bed in ninety fourth minute, ninety fifth, something like that. But we we're never really under much pressure after no, we I... got our second goal. Really, even even down to ten men, they didn't didn't threaten us at all. Yeah, I agree with you entirely. Great segue there, by the way, Ben. Uh, Lucas Zhao got the last one. Now, Laura, we've sold a player. We've actually sold a proper yeah. player for some actual money. Now, our biggest transfer see. Transfer fee recouped before Steve Bruce was um, was that God, it was uh, Chris Brunt, wasn't it? Back when Snickers was Opal Fruits. So I thought you were uh, going to say like Nicholas Alexanderson or something like that. It was for years, I want it in the past for a good decade yeah. with Nicholas Alexanderson. And before Nicholas Alexanderson, I think it was Glyn Snodden um, in like nineteen eighty-seven. Oh That's that is how ridiculous yeah, Sheffield Wednesday Football Club are. We're not big on profit. <laughs> that honestly if if anyone ever writes um a story of Sheffield Wednesday from like 1990 through to the present day it should be called we're not big on profit because that basically sums up everything that has happened since the Rumble O's Cup do you know what Eddie you're doing the edit on this that's going to be the name of the show mate that's uh, <laughs> you know <laughs> go with that one I like that one um, so yeah, so tell us, are you are you sad to see him go? Were you a little bit annoyed? I mean, no, how do you feel about it's it? Great business! It's absolutely stonking business to get five million quid with possibly seven million with add-ons, isn't it? Um, yeah. He needed. To, we needed to sell players. He's never lived up to this potential label that he's ever had. He's one of the most frustrating players that we've had in many a year, because you can see how good he is on his day. It's just his day don't come round often enough. Um, and if he were ever going to be a consistent first-team starter, we've had so many injuries over the last sort of three, four seasons. 
Wouldn't he have broken into the team and laid down his place during those periods? There's there's just been something not right about why he hadn't established himself. Um, I mean, Carvalhal said that he had issues with his attitude and application when he were a manager. And you can't just live off being an impact sub. I know he does score goals, and he's, I think he scored the most goals in the championship off the bench. But it's not enough. It's not enough. So, yeah. good luck to him. He, he's going to a, a good Portuguese manager. Maybe he'll settle a little bit more down there and he'll get more out of him. I think it's good business on both sides. <clears throat> Okay, what about, what about you, Dave? Are you are you are you the same? I mean, you know, he's, he's twenty six years old now. Um, we've we've kind of we, we we've given him a bit of a free pass for being young, like Jesse Lingard, for example. Pe- see, people seem to forgive him for the way he acts, uh, but he, you know, the pair of them are now fully grown ups. I mean, what what is this? Is this a good a, a good a good sale? I mean, especially to a Premier League a, a Championship rival. I think. 100%. I mean, almost word for word, what Laura said there. The, the word, the big word that seems to stick for me is this potential. I hate that term when it gets used for footballers in the mid-20s. When they first came in, and he came in at, what, 21, 22, and, you know, the cusp of the sort of Portuguese national team, this person that this Portuguese manager's taken out of his home league and he can shape him and what have you. That's when the potential was there. When you got him for a relatively low amount of money he didn't have a great scoring record in Portugal and he said right well okay this this might be something so for him to have done everything he's done um, with Wednesday he has definitely peaked as what he was going to achieve at Wednesday I think the smartest thing we've done in the last 12 months is to extend that contract which has obviously got us more money when it's came to the sale but again almost word for word of what went down here right move for all at the right time which is what Laura said and that's it I wish him well in terms of I don't I don't have any sort of uh, axe to grind with him, but he needs to go on. Wednesday need to free up that money and resources, and we have so many more strikers. It might give a, a chance for somebody else who's there, or continue reshaping it under Bullen or whoever it might be. But definitely get rid. Good, good business. Absolutely, and um, let's uh, let's get uh, let's get Gary Hooper back. <laughs> I'm going to start a campaign. Hooper in. I assume is. Um, <laughs> I assume his box is still available. You know what I mean? In fact, what I was thinking of doing this season, guys, was, um, you know, like in conversation, some people, they'll say, they'll say, let's put that on the back burner. Let's put a pin in that. So if we find ourselves, uh, you know, let's car park that. If we find ourselves complaining about something over and over again, let's put that in Gary Hooper's box. Do you know what I mean? Let's, uh, <laughs> I feel like that. I tell you what, I can imagine in February, March, we're going to be taking quite a lot of things out of Gary Hooper's box and revisiting them. I think that's a, <laughs> it's a lovely idea. Let's let's start that right now. Anything that, that right now might just be a little bit of a minor irritant, let's stick it in Gary Hooper's yeah. box and then the other side of the we'll transfer window when we know where we're at, we'll, we'll, let's, we'll yeah. shake it. We'll, just like the, you know a money box, we'll shake it, get some bits yep. out of the slot and um, yeah, we'll see what is in Gary Hooper's box later on this season. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna start a note now on my blower now, and we'll call it Gary Hooper's box. And then uh, in, you know, in there we will put all the things that we you know give something to talk about around March when we're fifteenth or something like that. Look, um, we, so Eddie, will go on. Will F- Fernando Forestieri still be in there? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> um, 
you know, I, I don't think we've you ever addressed. Still be banned by that point. So. <laughs> Just by you making that joke is extended. He's fine. Do you know what I mean? That's, uh, that's <laughs> another two matches just for that. <laughs> now, uh, Eddie, signing of the season for me. This um, we, we, you know, we, we make some inroads in the uh, in the in the uh, transfer, and uh, as Laura says, we're not big on profit. Um, you know, tell tell us about the goalkeeping situation. Right. So, look, never let it be said that I don't do research around it. I. I may have got slightly confused because I saw Paul Jones in my head as a child of the 80s. I thought that we had signed um, a man who'd had multiple hits with love of the common people, wherever I lay my hat, that's my home, um, come back and stay. And of course, Senzuna Donna in the uh, early 90s. It turns out that that was Paul Young and not Paul Jones. So... I've got I've got absolutely nothing. I understand that we've signed another keeper, and obviously we're doing that because uh, one of them's banned for illegally assaulting a man in uh, in the public view of twenty thousand yeah. people, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. another one is uh, is injured. Um, he's he's like Minecraft. He's got his last heart just beating. Um, so yeah, we need some cover, but. I mean, literally, we've we've just signed a guy off the street. You could have you could picked anyone. You could have gone down to bloody pits. Uh, pit, I'm showing my age now. Pits isn't even there anymore. But you got down to Power League. You could have picked anyone, yeah. and he's going to sit on the bench. He's going to wear it, their lovely goalkeeper shirt with no sponsor on, um, and he's going to he's going to do nothing. And he will he won't even be the the answer to a trivia quiz question at the most anal Sheffield Wednesday fans quiz in five years time. No one will remember him. Paul Jones, we have signed. We might as well have signed Paul Young. Let's move on. In fairness, I tell you what, in fairness this is a modern day equivalent of Stephen Bywater or Chris Adamson. So we have got a history of doing this. <laughs> I, I tell you what, Stephen Bywater was one of my favourite people in the world. If anybody ever followed him on Twitter, back when we were doing the show about, I think it was about four or five years ago, um, we. He was he was live on Twitter. He for some reason he loved it, and there was two things that stuck out for me. There was one where he took the legs off a um, off a mannequin and stuck it in the hedge and and attached it then to a big you know those big containers you get at dockyards. Do you know what I mean? And then wrote wrote obscenities all over this thing because the neighbours complained about him once. So he decided to make this absolute god awful bloody it's there it's there for everybody to see it's hilarious and then there was another day where he ate a tin of rice pudding from the can with a toothbrush um, he got stuck in traffic <laughs> did he he was coming up from down yeah. south and got stuck in traffic on the m1 and all he had was two tins of rice pudding and a toothbrush so he somehow managed to open <laughs> the tins of rice pudding and he ate it raw with his toothbrush and then uh, live live tweeted the entire thing absolutely ahead of his time that man yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll never, I'll never forget watching football leagues after we'd gone up, and him and Weavers pouring every bit of food and drink you could possibly find in the change room over Clem. Yeah, tray of sandwiches, <laughs> wasn't it? He, he turns up with a full tray of sandwiches and just launches everything, it on Clem. Everything. <laughs> and the the the, the, the opened the door and couldn't believe what he walked into. He, yeah, walk, walks in it full suit, doesn't he? And just loses his yeah. shit, did Reader. Oh, happy. Oh, don't, no, don't. We can't get Fudge started on Reader. We'll have tears. We'll have tears on the podcast. Yeah, it's only the first episode. Yeah, that, that, that's going to be for the international break, that one. That, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'll save that for that week. 
Now, so yeah, I thought it was a Southampton keeper, Paul Jones. I thought it was him from the uh, from the nineties. You know what I mean? You know the one. You know, I think he saved the penalty didn't he, against us. He was on um, on sensible soccer. He was Pone Joel's, if I remember. He right. was Pone Joel's, wasn't he? Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay, so right. Brad Jones again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah never go back there. Yeah, yeah, he's. Um, yeah, he's uglier than the rent book. I think he's still playing somewhere, and he, he actually had. He's in Germany, I think. Something. Where was? I'm where was sure he was abroad. Was he at a Premier League club last year? No. I want to. I want to say. I, sure. I think he's like Austria. Eddie, can you do a quick Google search for me and find out where uh, where, where Jones has been the last couple of couple, couple of years? I'm, 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 I'm way sure ahead here. I'm way ahead here. Al Nasser. Al Nasser in Saudi right. Arabia. Happy days. All right. Wow. He was. He's, the last time he troubled the scorers in uh, in the English Football League was 2015, 2016, three appearances for Bradford City. And then he went He went to Holland, which is, uh, yeah, you know, if you like a little bit of the old legalised sniff, he's there for that. Um, played for <laughs> 63 times for Feyenoord. And then he's buggered off to Al Nasser in Saudi Arabia. So, you know, good luck to you, Brad Jones. Well done. It was final. That's what I was thinking of. So yeah. Anyway, that weren't very interesting. Let's move on. Right. So uh, I'll come to you, Dave, and I'll I'll go I'll go round the room on it. Now, every online outlet that's available has asked their um, has their listeners slash followers slash people that follow them how uh, each how the championship's going to pan out, and I, I I'm surprised by it, but I'm happy being off the radar. You know, nine out of ten of them seem to predict that we're going to get relegated. Um, and I, and, I, and I thought, well, is it me being, you know, too patriotic and, like, you know, up the Wednesday? I can't believe you've even thought of that. I mean, so talk about season expectations. So, uh, Dave, I'll come to you first. Um, I think with the things that uh, other fans or whoever's put Wednesday in this bottom category are just doing that thing where they've seen the last thing that's happened in the championship, which was Bruce leaving, and that's made them think, oh, Wednesday going to struggle. I'm, I'm guessing that's all this based on. Um I don't think we're going to be anywhere near the bottom part of the league. With the first day, first week fixtures, all the fancied teams seem to lose, and you've got your Wiggins and your Barnsleys winning. So it is going to show, I think, how tight this league could be this season, and there could well be another Sheffield United, unfortunately, or Norwich that's up there challenging. But that could just as equally be us. Um, I would edge my bets and say somewhere top side of the middle. Um, but I think we'll have a good season. I think tomorrow could be significant with the transfer uh, deadline, see who we get in and keeping people fit. But it it could be one way or the other. It's just, I'll be positive. I'll say we could be up there or thereabouts in the playoffs. Uh, and I don't think we'll be anywhere near relegation. All right. Uh, Laura, I, you know, you, you're right about this in uh, in various football magazines. What about yourself? I'm, I'm with you. I think I'm quite positive at start of the season. Um, I'm normally quite pessimistic about our chances. Um, but, yeah, I think 10th, 11th finish for us. Not yeah. not too exciting, but <laughs> if, you look, if you look at our off-the-pitch antics at the moment, the, uh, it it has the potential to throw us off track. And I, I don't think we have that. I think we've got players coming back from injury. The fact that Kieran Lee is is back and fit and looking oh. fairly sharp is a big thing for me. And I think yeah. one of the best signings that we've had uh, um, in uh, pre-season has been uh, Tony Strudwick 
as the head of sports science and medicine. He's one of the best in the business that's come in and will hopefully finally sort out uh, what's going off with our injuries um, and get our players fit and healthy. That's, um, uh, that's that's really interesting, actually. So, so Tony Strudwick is um, renowned in this field, yes. Yeah, I mean, he was at Man U for for many years. He's worked in the England setup uh, at some point or another, um, and Bruce brought him in to sort out what uh, the hoodoo that we've got on um, <laughs> on injuries. And hopefully, if he starts working his mani- uh, at his magic and gets at least the base le- line level of fitness up because let's face it we've struggled so much yeah we seem to have some dreadful god knows how many years so so you're saying bottom half of the top half of the top yeah yeah i don't think it's an unreasonable request with the players that we have if we can keep them fit and like you said whoever uh if we get some signings in uh tomorrow if hector comes i think and um because we, uh, th- we've got another player supposedly coming from QPR. Um, Luongo. Luongo, is it? Luongo, Luongo yeah. 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 Australian, I think. Um, yeah. Do they, uh, do they drink him in the Congo? <laughs> <laughs> That's an old gag, isn't it? Christ. <laughs> all right. Well, all right, Ben. So, um, Eddie, Eddie and I, as you probably now know, like to harp on about the 90s and uh, when it was good. Now, you've only ever known this club being bloody dreadful. So yeah. I, I, I'm in, intrigued into, be, into your perception. Do you know what I mean? I love the idea of you being a really young boy with Nsumbu and Dungu written on, on the back of your shirt. Do, do you know what I mean? And <laughs> who's your favourite player? Akpo Sodji or Stevie Howard? Do, do you know what I mean? So, Lee Peacock. That was my first Yes, shirt. Lee, Lee Peacock. Great class. Yes. yes. Good class for that, that, lad. Yes, Lee Peacock. <laughs> so, so tell us. From, about, go on. I, 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 uh, from playoff program uh, in two thousand and five, I always remember uh, Lee Bullen's notes, and it said that Lee Peacock were the worst dressed man he'd ever come across. Yes, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, yeah. He wore. Du- he, did he wear yeah. double and denim? He did have that mohawk, didn't he? He did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's not 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 wrong with a little bit of a mohawk every now and again. <laughs> for, for, legal, for legal reasons, <laughs> I um I gave him a list because we were both living in Southampton. Gave him a lift up to um to the Wembley playoff final, and uh, and he turned up in these ridiculously tight denim jeans, and then a denim shirt as well. And uh, at the time, I uh, I was good mates with one of Bewitched, and uh, and said, "What do you think about this outfit?" And and she she said he could join. So that was nice, wasn't it? <laughs> I tell you, so what, great, great, you, great Joe, but hum, humble brag there, Fudge. First get first podcast of the season, big Fudge humble really brag well, there. Like, yeah, humble brag, humble brag. <laughs> uh, and then, but then, you know, the first time I met him, I drove to you know, I'll, I'll rein it back in uh, to a negative point. Uh, Eddie was there actually for this one. I'd. Uh, after it was the, we were playing Brighton in the second leg, and for the first leg, I was in the pub. Woke up with this huge cheek. Do you remember Ed? I had I had like a, a big growth. I, I'd like infected a tooth or something or my gum after I'd had some yeah. dental surgery, and I and, and I had this, this big lump sticking out of my cheek. And uh, as I tried to drink my beer when I was down in the boozer with Eddie, uh, I ended up biting into this 
this thing that I had inside my cheek and end up squirting in a cheek juice, essentially pus all over the back yeah. of Lou Peacock. So, uh, you know, it, it, it wasn't a good day out. <laughs> ben, I'm coming. Stop me talking, for God's sake. Ben, <laughs> you're, you're, I'm, I'm assuming your expectations, are, your bar is going to be low here. No, no. I, will, I think a lot of it depends on tomorrow and what happens tomorrow. I'm really excited about who we bring in tomorrow because... Hector keeps hinting and hinting and hinting on Twitter that he's, he, he, he can't be saying all this on Twitter and then not come back. He can't he's got everybody on strings, hasn't he? Yeah. And, and, well, Bannon as well, when he'd said tomorrow and nothing's happened today. So, <laughs> um, yeah. um, so Hector would be massive. Bullen said he, he wanted to bring one more centre-half in. Udia dropped. Tom Lees or or Bona or is it even something that you could even look at playing three at back, which is a possibility. Um, yeah. But Luongo QPR fans really seem to rate him. Um, and then about two hours ago, someone someone from Sky said about us and Wigan race to sign Rolando Aaron's permanent because Steve Bruce don't want him. So again, that'd be another. Another winger, another quick winger that showed his worth last season with. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited about tomorrow. Who we bring in tomorrow? Um, and I, it's hard to predict when you don't know who is actually going to be the manager. But if we do bring players in and chance series like in Bull and bring players in, then yeah. it's suggesting that Bull and might might get a season at it. I, I, I'm going to be optimistic and say eighth. Eighth. So eighth. around that yeah. similar like area. Miss that, out. Just, just miss yeah. out. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I think I'd rather just get into eighth than do what Leeds do and go tear it into second and then yeah. finish eighth. I'd rather, yeah. do, I'd rather do it the other way around. All right, so Eddie, wrap this up for me. Where are you thinking, brother? What are you saying? I look, uh, As Ben said, what happens tomorrow is going to be quite pivotal, I would suggest. Um, if we get Hector... And we can score goals. Um, we're going up because look at that midfield that we've got. If, if they stay fit, and I know that's a big if, Wednesday fans. I know that is a big fucking if. But if we can play for the vast majority of this season with Hutch and with Bannon and with Lee, and if Kadeem Harris turns out to be the player that we think he can be, and if we can score goals we will go up because we have got quality all over the park. I'm I'm calling it. I think this is our year. I don't even think it's playoffs. I think we are going to shock the whole fucking world. Lee Bullens, Barmy Army, we're winning the whole bloody lot. <laughs> right. Okay. I, I'd like to motion two things there. The phrase, uh, we're on our way, and uh, HMS pissed the league. Uh, I'm going to put them in Gary Hooper's box. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're the first thing in there right now. They, they get it. They get it locked away. It's like it's like room one hundred and one. They're going in Gary Hooper's box, never to be drawn on again until we have a mediocre league season around April. Perfect. Until then, <laughs> I'm locking it up. Wednesday are going up. <laughs> okay, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna get this from you, Dave, because uh, if Dave's mum's listening, he's still here. Uh, you know, <laughs> just are you all right, Dave? Are you all right down there? I sound like yeah, I've, no, uh, yeah, I've uh, yeah, feel like I've left you alone there. But I'm going to trouble you 
I'm going to come to you with this. I'm going to trouble you for a prediction against Millwall. Uh, sorry, not Millwall. We've got we've got our spider first. We've got Barnsley. We've got our uh, our six fingered neighbours. What about them? Um, I'm going to I'm going to hop back to one of my earliest memories from Hillsborough, and it's going to be that two one victory against Barnsley when um, we scored in the very last minute with Di Canio. We're going to do the same yeah. this time, obviously not with Di Canio. Um, with New You scoring in the, the, the dying minutes. Oh, I love that. First Atty New You reference that. of the season. Let's have it. <laughs> we need a clack. Put that in we? Gary Hooper's box as well. <laughs> <laughs> He's in there. Well, all right. So, does anybody have any other business before we uh, before we wrap this up? I've just got one little bit, um, and it's it's a it's been big news, hasn't it? I, Laura, I'm sure you've got something to say on the matter, but. Um, the Athletic is a website that has taken America by storm in terms of quality sports journalism, etc. And it basically it does for sports journalism what Netflix and Amazon Prime has done for um, for TV, which has been you pay a little bit every month, and what you get is unlimited access to the kind of best of the best as far as um, journalism is concerned. I've signed up. There's a free trial going on at the moment. I've signed up for it. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, you know, I'll put my other hat on. I've done it almost exclusively for the American sports news because we're heading into the NFL season again, um, which I'm also tremendously yep. passionate about. But um, it's launched in the UK this week, and the Wednesday content already uh, is fantastic, and the English league content is already really, really interesting. Um, uh, Laura, d- uh, you know, could. Do you think this is going to be a goer? And is this something that you think is going to really benefit the quality of online journalism, certainly compared to you know the likes of the Sheffield Star, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, as we go forward? I think it's going to do for local press. Yeah. Because if the Athletic are going to have their own correspondence, like Leeds have pulled in Phil Hay, which is a massive coup for them, because Phil yeah. Hay is an excellent, excellent writer. Um if they can do that for every club and get the non-clickbaity stuff online and for a reasonable price every month, I know people begrudge having to pay for online content, but you can't keep bitching about clickbait stuff and there's too many adverts and you can't get to the content quick enough for the free stuff, but then not want to pay for quality stuff, long reads. I think... They can sit alongside each other. The local press may survive a little bit longer, but it's really struggling. Uh, look, look at my dog shit column in the Star, as somebody once referred to it. Um, <laughs> it's um, I, I no longer do it because they can't afford to pay me. So that's that's the crux of it: is the local press is not getting the funding because people aren't using it, and the only way they can uh, generate revenue is fire adverts and clicks. The Athletic is actually providing a service that people want and you can either pay for it or you don't. So I'm I'm all up for it. I think it's going to be great. I, I, I really hope that we're going to get a breadth of writers um, you know, kind of running each beat. I've seen how they've done it in America. And, you know, so I follow the San Francisco 49ers in the NFL um, and they've got four or five writers who are filing quality stories on their area of expertise um, kind of day in, day out. We look at what they've got already on the Athletic, the UK site. Um, we've got 
a preview of the season. We've got a really good interview with Julian Borner and his wife. I didn't realise his wife won the Under-20 World Cup with Germany as well. So, um, you know, he's going to get absolute pelters if he doesn't play well um, when he gets home. <laughs> and and talking about what happened with Forestieri, etc. So there's already quality content there. So I'm, I'm just going to give it a little shout out. And I'm not... I'm, I'm not in its pocket and I'm not, I don't really care whether it lives or dies, but I've got to say as a punter okay. for, <laughs> for a, uh, for, I will definitely take uh, any kind of income that, it, that they'll send me for, uh, for bigging it up to my upwards of 17 Twitter followers. Um, it, there's a free, a 30 day free trial. So give it a go. I think, I think I've signed up for it for something like £2.49 a month, which, um, which doesn't seem to be a lot for all of the sports news you'll ever need. But I really hope they get some new voices in there and we get the likes of Laura, excellent journalists who, uh, um, who can have their say on something that they care about and that they're more than qualified to write about because I think it could be a game changer. As long as they don't fucking launch think- a podcast, they can sod off if they do yeah. that. I was going to say, James Marriott will be all over that. He'll, he'll, he'll be on it anyway. Um, I've, I've got a bit of other... Sorry, go on. Go, go on, Ben. Have you, got some, have you got some little bits for us? Yeah. Um, it's something I, I'm part of doing some writing for it. Um, if anybody's into the non-league football, which you know a lot of people are, then um, we there's a group of us that, uh, that have set up... Uh, well... To, uh, Mitch Radford and Devon Cash have set up uh, outside the 92, which at the moment it's covering um, Northern Counties East League, so yeah, Hallams, uh, Answorth, some Sheffield FC stuff, Penniston, stuff like that. Um, so it, it's gaining momentum. Um, on Twitter it's called, it's at outside the 92, uh, outside the and then as in numbers, 92 underscore. Uh, so if anybody's interested, get a follow. We've reached uh, 1,590 followers. Approximately. Um, so, yeah. Approximately, yeah. yeah. Approximately. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, uh, be, be, uh, just just you know, just before we clear this up, our sponsors are the Riverside Cafe, uh, you know, available on match day. <laughs> you know, regardless of what else we're plugging, uh, they're the ones paying the money. So uh, so go there, please. Get yourself a lovely pint to a uh, Belgian blue. Uh, <laughs> on the match day, Cafe by Lane. Um, right, so in terms of other business, I'm going to put a bit of a sombre note in here. My apologies, but uh, I feel it's uh, I feel it's something that, uh, well, it was something that meant a lot to Vic, and she texted me about it earlier. Uh, unfortunately, one of her... Um, one of her cousins passed away, Ryan Marshall, and uh, if I could do a minute's applause on this uh, on this podcast for him, I uh, I would do it right now. Uh, I hope uh, I hope the family's not not grieving too much, and I hope um, I hope it wasn't in too much pain. But moving on, before I wrap this up, uh, Monty Dangerous, are you still there, brother? Yeah, yeah, I'm still here, mate. Lovely stuff. If anybody wants to get hold of your book fast fueled nonsense on uh, on the socials, whereabouts are you? Yeah, if you want to find me on Twitter asking any random celebrity or non-celebrity as many questions as possible, you'll find me and probably Punch as well uh, at Montague Dangerous. <laughs> Did you get a response from Chris Waddle? Uh, not Chris Waddle. I got annoyed by Chris uh, by Dion Dublin and Colin Murray the other day, though. But um, hey, that's their problem. <laughs> and what? And what about you, Laura? Because I feel that your Twitter handle needs explaining to the to the newer members of the community, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, no, nobody ever knows what it is. But yeah, it's at Yai Store, which means, yes, I can explain the offside rule. 
<laughs> I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're picking up the mantle now. Apologies in advance because uh, you know the it, and it's usually the Gary Megson Brigade uh, will will give you a few lad banter comments, but uh, I'm sure you've probably had that for years now. Uh, Benjo, what about yourself? Where where are you available? Uh, you can find me on Twitter Ben underscore Woody twenty three. Now, uh, when Eddie, you're not skiing. What about yourself? Uh, so number one, right? I can also explain the offside rule. So it's not just for girls. Uh, the ball so has no, to no. pitch in line with the wicket and strike the batsman below the knee. Simple. Um, yep. Yep. You will find me at Sausage Arms on Twitter um, and on Instagram if you really want to look at holiday photos of uh, food, my kids, <laughs> and uh, my wife's quite spectacular breasts. <laughs> If you want to see my breasts, uh, I'm at Dan Fudge on many things because nobody seems to have the uh, have the same name as me. Guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks a lot for joining us this evening. Eddie, you're in charge next week. Uh, don't say fuck or bugger. And uh, we'll see you real soon. Keep up to date with the Wednesday Week on Twitter at TWWcast or on our website, thewednesdayweek.co.uk. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points. Back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.